It's post time. Welcome to the ESPN 1000 Miller Lite Post Game Show with your host, fantasy expert and host Jeff Miller, and two time Super Bowl champion, Chicago native Howard Griffith. The ESPN 1000 Miller Lite Post Game Show, presented by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Chicago Bears, and brought to you by GetCoveredIllinois.gov, the home loan experts, ComEd's energy efficiency program, and Harry's Razors. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Are the Bears driving you crazy because the Miller Lite Bears postgame show is on the air. I'm Jeff Miller along with Howard Griffith. We're here with you for two hours after every Bears game. The Bears fall to the Minnesota Vikings 19-13 to tonight on center stage on Monday Night Football. Bill Lazor takes over the play calling and it w- was woeful yet again. Very little change. No offensive touchdown. They muster two field goals. All The only highlight was a Cordero Patterson kick return touchdown to open the second half. After that, we were treated to four straight three and outs from the offense. And an absolute debacle. And oh, by the way, to add a capper to all of it, Nick Foles leaves the game in the final 37 seconds on a cart in what looked like a pretty serious hip injury. And Akeem Hicks had already been lost for the game with a hamstring injury of his own in the third quarter. Where to begin, Howard? What a debacle tonight was. All right, we might be having a little bit of difficulty with Howard connecting here. We'll see if we can get his line reestablished there. We had him here a a moment ago. But as I was saying, it was just an absolute disaster from the outset. Adam Thielen makes a brilliant one-handed catch to get things going for the Vikings early in the game. But after that, the defense really played well. And Bill Lazor did nothing. We saw way more of Cordero Patterson in the backfield than I think we needed to see at this point. I'm wondering why Lamar Miller, I I don't know if he just doesn't understand the playbook at this point because we got to see him for all of one touch today, a a 70-yard catch, which resulted in a first down. Thought we might see more of him after that. We did not. Just got a whole boatload of Cordero Patterson. Saw some of Artavius, um, Artavis Pierce uh, a little bit. But aside from that, there was, again, nothing doing on the running game. And Nick Foles showed you why he has not been a center, uh, a starter in this league for a long time. Couple of big misses. They were overthrows. He had Jimmy Grant Graham down in the red zone. If he hits him in stride, it very well could have ended in a touchdown but he overthrows him on that play. And then also late in the game, we see Nick Foles yet again. He actually was able to buy some time in the pocket at one point, but then he overthrows Anthony Miller and outstretched Anthony Miller by just just a smidge. But the reality was he didn't put much air under that ball either. So even when the the few opportunities that he had were there for the taking, Nick Foles was not able to capitalize. And it was just another disgusting affair from this Chicago Bears offense, which now at five and five, I don't know how with after four losses in a row, Bears fans right now can feel anything but negative energy r- around this team. Um, so we'll reestablish with Howard Griffith. We'll get him up here shortly. But while we uh, wait to do that, I'm going to take your phone calls again. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. 
here for you to sound off. That's exactly what we do here on ESPN 1000. So I'm going to get things kicked off right now with my man, Nick, who is in Jefferson Park. Nick, good evening. What are your thoughts about this disaster? Good evening. Let's start off on the good note. How good was that defense? That defense played phenomenal. I mean, if I went to work for 50 minutes out of 60, I'd feel really good about myself. But on the other side of things, Matt Nagy and Bill Lazor need to go. I absolutely saw nothing from Lazor that I saw from Nagy between no running. And what kills me is the no separation on the offensive line. Everything's just packed in. You, you're, mm. you're, you're telling everybody that you're either running, which you're not, or passing real close. There's no separation. And every pass play was like along the line of the line of scrimmage. It was disgusting. I've seen enough. I don't know if I'll watch another game this year. Uh, people need to go. It's a bad time to let people go during what's going on in the world, but we all have mm. seen enough here in Chicago. Yeah, it really is. Uh, thanks for the call, Nick. Appreciate it. Uh, it is really um, disturbing to watch what we saw last night. It's not getting any better. I don't know what they can try and do to pick uh, to pick it up at this point. Um, Howard, I think I think we got Howard back. Howard, just your initial thoughts of what you saw from tonight's display. Hot garbage. <laughs> it's really it's really not a lot to say about you know what we were able to see today. You know, just the offense couldn't get anything going. Had to rely upon special teams and defense. But not being able to get things going offensively is an issue. Yeah, and, and at this point, you have to wonder how things will get better. We saw Tyler Bray throw all of uh, five passes, four actually, because one was, uh, one was him uh, spiking it to stop the clock. And, I mean, listen, I understand Tyler Bray probably didn't expect to be thrown into the fire like that. But, look, he, at this point, he's the backup. He's, not, he's no longer the uh, third stringer. And what we saw in just four, four dropbacks from him was also uh, pretty disturbing. So I don't know how things get better from this standpoint. Maybe they'll just hand the uh, play-calling duties off to John Filippo next. Maybe you can have a rotating <laughs> a rotating group of uh, guys. Maybe Dave Ragone can get a shot before they eventually go back to Matt Nagy. I mean, I don't know. Like, it it was weird because at half it was 7-6, to six, Howard, and then they come out and Cordell Patterson gives you the juice you need. And, you know, the defense was playing excellent. I, I don't think you can really – there's not a whole lot. Like, I mean, 19 points, you know, and, and you know, they set the Vikings up, too, with some turnovers of their, of their own that uh, created points for the Vikings. So I don't know how you could in any way be disappointed with the Bears' defense from what you saw today. No, you, you can't be. You know, it, but it's, it's a recurring thing, right? We, we haven't seen a complete offensive uh, performance all year long, uh, and nothing has, has seemed to, to go right. And, you know, we talked last week after we heard Nagy talk. We knew, I, I mentioned that, I kind of had a feeling that maybe maybe he's open to the uh, not calling plays or relinquishing some of that power. But the reality is if, if the next guy had all the answers, he wouldn't be the next guy. He would be the main guy. So there was really nothing we saw different. If anything, you could you can make the argument that the offense got worse. Yeah, that's the... Ding, ding, ding. That is the correct answer, I think, Howard, because as I was thinking it through, the one thing I was hoping was that Matt Nagy alleviating something from his plate, turning the play calling over to Bill Lazor, maybe we'd see, you know, a little bit, you know, maybe just maybe Lazor could have gotten into a little bit of a rhythm and that would allow Nagy to kind of just manage the game as a whole a little bit better and not have to worry so much about the offensive, you know, what was going on with the play calls. 
and and no that you you're absolutely right it actually got worse if 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 that was possible and and it just again and this is a vikings defense that didn't have their four top corners they've traded away Yann, yannick and gakwe after mm-hmm. trading for him to begin the season i mean this isn't the Minnesota Vikings defense that was, you know, one of the tops in the league the last couple of years. Like this has been depleted by injuries and and they're not the same talents that they once were. So for them to come out at home tonight and put this on display for the entire world, man, just disappointing. And, and knowing that you're playing against Kirk Cousins, who listen, he he's he's had some good years, but you knew coming into this game, his performances on Monday night were not good so you already had from a mental aspect you already had an edge but you still allowed him to get into a groove and i thought they did a nice job of of slowing down delvin cook but you know he was going to pop one at some point so defensively i I think they did a a really nice job in in trying to make them one-dimensional and taking the football away yeah, no, you're right. And actually, the, the the longest gainer was called back because of a holding. Delvin Cook had 30 carries for 96 yards. I mean, that that's holding the league's leading rusher yeah. in check if you're going to do it at all. And they really did. The defense came to play. The offense didn't give them a chance at all. Let's. Uh, that's. Uh, I'm Jeff Miller, along with two-time Super Bowl champ Howard Griffith, here on the Bears post-game show, which of course is brought to you by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Chicago Bears. Let's try Tom, who's in Oak Lawn in what is, I believe, going to be a recurring theme. Tom, you're on the post-game show. What's up? Uh, what's up, Jeff? What's up, Howard? So, hey. I mean, first of all, uh, I know people are going to say the defense played phenomenal. They played great against Dalvin Cook, and they held him. But then the secondary, I saw too many chunk plays, especially like the one where uh, where Jefferson was pretty much wide open in the middle of the field. Nobody was on him. Uh, I don't want to see Buster Screen out there ever again because I don't because he can't cover or anything. So he let up both touchdowns from Adam Thielen, the last one in which he was like, I don't know which way he's going to go, which way he's going to go, and, and, and he was wide open that way. And then there was no pressure on the quarterback. They had one sack, and it was based off a blitz by Roquan Smith. Otherwise, you know, I didn't see much pressure by the uh, by the defensive line and such that way. So. Uh, they got the turnovers and such, but I, oh, I guess I just want, I just expect more, and I under, and I understand this isn't the defense of 2018, but still, uh, but and then offensively, I would love for us to be able to run the ball with an actual running back, and if the case is Lamar Miller doesn't know the playbook, we'll simple it down. He's a running back, run off tackle, tell him to run, you know. Half uh, zone traps inside, you know, halfback dives that way and such. Simplify. And then how many times did I see it where the Vikings are blitzing guys and then we've got everybody is going deep. There's no hot route or anything like that to help out bowls. There's nobody running short except near the end of the game there when it was already too late. I, it it doesn't matter who's calling the plays. Nobody knows how to call plays there. I <laughs> I would suggest that uh, the bye week would be the perfect time to fire everybody and and have an interim coach. But I don't trust anybody on that staff to to be an interim coach or to be an interim office yeah. coordinator or anything. So I just uh, we, I just don't know what to do, Howard or Jeff. I just don't know what to do anymore. Jeff, we uh, we hate that. Yeah, I, Jeff, uh, our callers are going to have to hang in there. Tom, thanks for the call, but 
you know, we're just unfortunately going to have to be really patient with what we're seeing. And, and I know we've been patient to this point, but, you know, there's no quick fix for, for what's going on and what we're going to have to deal with with the rest of the season. And this is going to be a long bye week for the next time that the, the Bears have an opportunity to take the field and, and try to get this bad taste out of their mouth. They just – I just don't know that they have an answer to how to correct this inept offense. And, and now it looks like, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Nick Foles mm. being carted off the field. So, you know, it, it's going to be quite a few quarterbacks that are going to be trying out over the next week or so uh, for the Chicago Bears. You better believe that. No, it's interesting because certainly Mitch Trubisky is dealing with the shoulder injury of his own. That's why Tyler Bray, Bray was the backup tonight. So Trubisky, his status obviously will be something that we'll be monitoring in the next couple of weeks. That's the, I guess, the only upside about it being the bye week right now is that maybe you will have an opportunity for either Nick Foles and or Mitch Trubisky to get healthy and potentially be under center when you need them. We will obviously be looking for uh, an update from Matt Nagy. I doubt, I, I assume we're not going to hear from Nick Foles tonight in the post game, but uh, I imagine Matt Nagy will tell us, you know, what little he does know usually at this you know stage uh, right after a game, we're not going to have any clarity surrounding Nick Foles, especially when it looked as serious as it could be. So we're not going to get any answers about whether or not he'll be the starter in a couple of weeks when they return from the bye. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was very disappointing. I've got a lot of we I, full phone lines, Howard. Everybody wants to weigh in, so we're going to get to all you guys. Hang in there. We will hear from Matt Nagy in the post game show, and hopefully Jeff Dickerson will have a little bit of time for us as well. He uh, took that game in firsthand at Soldier Field, Ooh. so we'll see what he thought about that display. Uh, all of your calls coming up here on the Bears post game show, the Miller Lite Bears post game show on ESPN One Thousand. It's post time. <laughs> Welcome to the ESPN 1000 Miller Lite Post Game Show with your host, fantasy expert and host Jeff Miller, and two-time Super Bowl champion Chicago native Howard Griffith. The ESPN 1000 Miller Lite Post Game Show, presented by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Chicago Bears, and brought to you by GetCoveredIllinois.gov, the home loan experts, ComEd's energy efficiency program, and Harry's Razor. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. And Chicago will turn it over on downs. Oof. Just of Anthony Miller's reach. Nick Foles could not connect. An abysmal game could have turned on that single play and actually given the Bears a chance at a lead. And yet, Foles just a little too long on that throw and not enough air underneath it. Anthony Miller could not make the play. That is going to be our Harry's Razors close call of the game brought to you, of course, by Harry's Razors created to be a little bit different, honestly priced and made with integrity. Go see for yourself at harrys.com. Yeah. What'd you think of that throw Howard uh, just outside of Anthony Miller's reach? Do you think that's one that Anthony Miller needs to come down with, or do you think Nick Foles needs to, Give him a better shot at it. Uh, Nick's got to give him a better shot at it. You know, and you would like to see a better effort on both sides, right? And uh, But he stretched out, just wasn't able to make the grab. Uh, it was just out, it was out of reach. And 
This hmm. is kind of the way the Bears' offenses look, just out of reach. Yeah, and truth be told, you know, maybe in some ways it's it's good that that you know they don't walk away with a win, and all of a sudden we can you know we're we're looking at this game it, that if he would have come up with that catch and they would have walked out of there with a twenty to nineteen win somehow some way it would have been more of the same that we saw the first three weeks of the year when the Bears, we could see with our own eyes that the offense was inept, but they were finding ways to win. The only problem now is the offense is actually getting beyond inept. It's 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 abysmal. And uh, we are taking your calls about this awful offensive display. Um, we know what, though, the one thing I didn't mention, Tom, when our previous caller talked about Eddie Jackson, um, you know, maybe that is the one weak spot in the defense. As good as Eddie Jackson is when he... Uh, is creating turnovers and in you know becoming a returner on those plays as dynamic a playmaker as he can be, he still misses way too many tackles and you know even in coverage can get beat at times that and and they were picking on Buster Screen that's going to go without saying you know mo- very few teams have three great cornerbacks that can that they can can rely on but I mean 19 points is still 19 points and I, I think that's a good enough effort for most defenses in this NFL that uh, you should be able to score enough points to give your team a chance. Yeah, without a doubt, there's enough points. But, again, when you talk about your offense not being able to generate any action or, or just being able to stay on the field, or, you know, we've talked about this for weeks. Is You know, you just wear your, your, your defense out by being on the field, and they come up with stops, but then, you know, you need them to make a stop at a particular time, right, when it starts to get mm-hmm. late to be able to get off the field, but they don't have any juice. They don't have any juice left, so it's 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 really been a problem all year long, and you know I think things are finally coming to a head because, I mean this this offense is is it's awful. I mean they they it's just awful. It, yeah, it, it, it's hard. Listen, it's hard to be as bad as they are. It, it's really hard to be that. Bad. Yes, and and they're putting a lot of work in and. A lot of work into it, and, and you're not seeing any results. Yeah, no doubt about it. John is in Edison Park. He's got an interesting question that uh, hopefully we'll have answered a little bit later in this hour. But, John, what's your thoughts? My thought is this. First of all, let me start by saying is Maggie was so aggravated when the defense outscored the offense. Now, this game, the special teams outscores the offense. I, I, I don't understand let me ask you a question. A, a sign of a good coach is when you come out of halftime, you make adjustments to what the other team is doing. We have one offensive touchdown in the third quarter. Look at all the good coaches. Belichick will be down big time in the first half. Second half, he makes adjustments. He comes out, and they they end up winning the game. We make no adjustments to what the other team is doing. And this guy lost his play-calling privileges the year we hired him. In a playoff game, in the second half, they said, you know what? You're not calling the plays in the second half. We're going to give it back to Reed. Mm-hmm. This guy's a joke. It's horrible. It's embarrassing on national TV that this goes on in, in, in with the Chicago Bears. It's, it's a joke. Yeah, John, it's, it's tough to swallow. It, it really is. And um, you thought you would have seen some change. You would have thought you would have seen some more creativity out of this offense and you really didn't see it because, unfortunately, you don't have the depth in the offensive line. So when someone goes down, you don't have the depth at the running back position when somebody goes down. And now, because of injuries, 
you may not have the depth at the quarterback position. So I, I just I, I, I'm in a loss for words when it when it comes to to trying to figure out how to rectify the the situation, what's going on, and how it's not going to get worse because there's no lights at the end of the tunnel to tell you things are going to be better. Yeah, it's it's uh, it is interesting to say the least. Let's go to Wrigleyville and say good evening to Bob. Bob, you're on ESPN 1000 with Howard Griffith and Jeff Miller. Hey, gentlemen, thank you so much for taking my call. Hey, uh, so I just wanted to start out saying, all right, they stopped the run against Cook. They scored a special team touchdown. The defense was looking good in the first half, and they still lost. Like, that's so frustrating. So just a couple points uh, I wanted to touch on was fourth and goal in the first half at the five. Do you think they should have gone for it? You got a good D if they don't score maybe we can stuff them and get a short field again. I don't know. You're only down seven, nothing there. Then the second half starts, you get a touchdown and then nothing. I think Carmen DeFalco tweeted that before that final drive, they had only had 14 yards in offense in the final, in the second half. That's just ridiculous. And then third and four in four down territory, you throw a screen pass five yards behind the line. Like what it, what that doesn't make any sense. I, I just don't get it. Jeff, Howard, thanks. I, I just want to cry. I don't know. I go from being frustrated a couple days uh, every week after the game, yeah. getting excited, and then the day after I'm hungover and sad, and that's my Tuesday tomorrow. Uh, Bob. Hang in there, Bob. Hang in there. No more crying, okay? But when you think about it, 149 yards of total uh, offense. Yeah. I mean, seriously. It, this is the NFL offense? No, it's not. It's a joke. And no, it's 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 interesting. It's everything is slanted these days in the offense's favor. I mean, you know, again, I we got a bunch of calls that I want to get through and maybe maybe later in the show we'll have a little bit of time to 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 break this down, but it's you you need your offense to be, you know, better than than second rate here if you're going to be competitive at all. Like you can't you cannot rely on your defense to carry you to championships like you could in the 80s and 90s yes. and maybe even the mm-hmm. early 2000s a little bit mm-hmm. it's a, football, NFL has has told franchises for years you know going way back to when they changed the uh the uh defensive uh holding rule for Peyton Manning and the Colts when they took on the Patriots in the AFC championship game when they changed the rules you know and said you know what you're not going to be allowed to mug receivers anymore that mm-hmm. and, and and that was like the first rule of like multiple rules. They no longer allow you to hit the quarterback. They no longer allow you to hit defenseless receivers over the middle. Now I know a lot of people like that drives them crazy. They're like, where are we where are we even playing football anymore? Well, the truth is it's a different game. You just have to adjust. And the reality is that the emphasis is on offense. And the Bears are playing with their strength being unfortunately it's no longer a fifty fifty split. I feel like mm. it's you know, it's a 30-70 split. Yeah, a great yeah. defense can carry you 30% of the time, but you need your offense to do something. And this Bears offense is incapable of doing anything. Yeah, and, and that's what's tough, right? I mean, because you mentioned it, uh, everything's geared toward offenses. Offensive uh, schemes now are designed to put defenses in conflict so the defensive player really doesn't have an advantage. He makes one decision – the offense is going a different way. You make another. It's so slanted that way 
that it's no longer, I, I think can, you can build a team based on defense. Yeah, you want to be able to get to the quarterback when you want to, but you've got to be able to create points. Yep, no doubt about it. Let's go to Dave, who's calling from New Jersey, and he is uh, he's just not happy anymore. Dave, what's going on? You're on the postgame show with Howard um, and Jeff. You, you're right. I mean, this, this is like, you know, the, the Bears, they, they cost you family members. I mean, you know, can you imagine sitting there with your wife or your kids or even your, your dad or your mom? And they're like, you watch this? This is what the, this is what you call it? This is what you waste time and doing? You know, you could be reading a book or becoming a, a scientist or anything instead of watching the Bears. But I have now, now we're at the point where you stop clicking on to see the standings and the schedule. So I'm on the part of where we're looking at the NFL draft. So uh, I have one solution for the Bears, because the Jets will probably get rid of Sam Donald for probably a cheeseburger, so you can get him, and we maybe mix Airbnb and give him a little carte blanche, and that will be probably, you know, we have to find another GM, or maybe we don't. I say the Bears are the only team that need analytics. We no longer can depend on eye tests, because we got Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles in our <laughs> main front <laughs> office. But you guys have a good evening. I just, oh, my goodness. No, Dave, you too, Dave. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it, my man. Um, you know, I'll, I'm intrigued by Sam Darnold, and I agree with him that he's, he probably can be had at this point. I don't think, it, you know, it's not going to be a first-round pick. You could probably get something done for some type of second or maybe a combination of, you know, threes down the road here. Um, and obviously, if they end up with the worst record in the league, you'd think they're going to be all in on Trevor Lawrence. Sam Darnold is something that with the Bears may have to look at. At 5-5, five and five, they're not going to be in position to land one of those top 10 picks. It doesn't seem likely, at least. And so they're going to have to find the way. The one thing, Howard, is that what we're seeing is that they have – no answer at quarterback, and it is shining a spotlight on the fact that you need to find a solution there before you can do anything. That's where franchises go wrong, right? The Bears have been looking for that franchise quarterback since uh, Sid Luckman, right? <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't seen that guy. And, and the thing is, the thing about Don is he still doesn't help you run the offense that, quote-unquote, Nagy wants to run. He's not. Yeah. He's still not the answer for that, and, yeah. and so they're still in a situation where they're trying to to find that guy. Maybe Justin Fields is that type of player that they would be looking at, but he's going to be gone in top three or four picks in this year's draft. So, you know, it, it's it, it's it's one of those situations. But again, you have to tailor what you're doing to your to you know what the personnel looks like on your on your team because it doesn't it doesn't matter that you you got a philosophy and you have a style if it doesn't work and, and yeah I know they're still beat up on the offensive line but but you got to get capable players starters and backups to be able to continue to move forward because they're not doing that now they they're not getting any better and, and that's what's frustrating uh to continue to watch each and every week that's the voice of two-time Super Bowl champ and Illini legend Howard Griffith. I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Miller Lite Bears postgame show here on ESPN 1000. Again, we're here for you two hours after every game, taking your phone calls, letting you react. We'll continue to do so. We'll also hear from Matt Nagy coming up right around 11 o'clock.
Bear, Bear, Bears football. The ESPN 1000 Miller Lite postgame show is back with your hosts, ESPN 1000 fantasy expert and host Jeff Miller and two-time Super Bowl champion Chicago native Howard Griffith. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app. Second down and ten. Foles has an excellent pocket to work with. It is tipped, juggled, and intercepted. Harrison Smith off of Anthony Miller's hands, and we're trading turnovers early on here in Chicago. That was a that was a real uh, momentum killer there as Nick Foles comes out and throws an interception. Right after Khalil Mack makes a nice play on an Adam Thielen bobbled ball. And it just, you know, whenever they have an opportunity to get things going, they inevitably shoot themselves in the foot. Nick Foles, now it was deflected by Anthony Miller, but it, the ball, it was, a, it was a bad throw. It was thrown high. And, yeah, Anthony Miller can come down with that. But, again, at the same time, we, we've seen Nick, Nick Foles just float too many balls to his to open wide receivers. He, he need, you know, this is – Unfortunately, I think we're seeing firsthand when you watch a player down in and down out, you see some of their flaws. And with Nick, you know, this is it. He, he lacks consistency. He can get hot at times. And when he's hot, he looks great. But the lack of consistency and, you know, sometimes the inaccuracy, it'll come back and bite you. And we saw that yet again tonight, Howard. Yeah, we, we've seen – we haven't seen a, a great Nick Foles. All year, right? I mean, it all started, go back to training camp or modified training camp when he wasn't able to win the job. I mean, the, the signs were pointing right there. Right then mm-hmm. and there kind of told us what we were getting with him. And then, you know, everyone loves the, the backup quarterback until he becomes a starter. And now that he's <laughs> yeah. a starter, you see all of the warts and why he's, you know, been a journeyman in the National Football League. Let's try Hamad, who's in Chicago Ridge. Hey, Hamad, you're uh, on ESPN 1000. Hey, how you guys doing, man? Good. We're doing all right. Man, I am disgusted with the ownership of the Chicago Bears. First and foremost, George McCaskey, his mother needs to fire him, and she needs to sell the team. And why Ted Phillips is still the president is beyond me. This speaks volume of how they treat this team and this organization. Ryan Pace does not deserve a job. Nor does he deserve a paycheck. Man, you're talking 150 yards in the entire game. Man, my receiver on my fantasy team puts that up. Just one. None of us <laughs> deserve a paycheck after today. This is disgraceful. I'm sick of it. I want Ryan Pace fired by tomorrow. He's got to go. Ahmad brings enough passion for all of us, Howard. He does. Um, but, again, they're, you know, they're, they're valid points their valid questions their valid concerns um when you have a team that is that is this bad and you know ultimately it starts at the top but at the top from an ownership standpoint uh, listen I, I think we talked about this last week there's no question that they want to win ownership wants to win the the issue is the people that they're hiring to pick the general managers and the head coach are probably not the best people for that position. So uh, uh, until you can make, you know, the, that those type of commitments, 
Um, and, and, and that's why I said last week, listen, they've got to make a decision on what they ultimately want to do and how they want to do it, right? If it's as a rebuild, it, you, you go in in one direction. If you think you can fix it and put, patch it together, which I don't think they can do, you have to go in a d- different direction. But they need someone uh, in the general manager's seat that can put the right players in place that are going to fit the system that that coach is going to run because that's the problem right now with, you know, with this, with the organization right now, you've got players that don't fit a system and you've got a coach that doesn't seem willing to change the system to fit the players. No, there's no doubt about it. Uh, This is the Miller light post game show here on ESP 1000. We're hanging around to about 1215 tonight, two hours after every Bears game, taking your calls, 312-332-3776. We'll continue to do that, and we'll hear from Matt Nagy in just two short minutes.